Everybody on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. The kids finally played, and look what happened. They got a thrilling victory. We'll talk about it, and we'll open up the mailbag on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. How's it going, everyone? I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade, and this is Locked On Anaheim Ducks, presented by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this weekend to get in on the action. I'll tell you about that later. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right. So last night, the Ducks finally got a very convincing victory. But we'll talk about that in a hot second. First, a reminder, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And a lot of you have been participating and commenting, joining along on Twitter. So thank you all for that. I've got plenty of questions, and we will get to those a little bit later. First, can you believe it? Dallas Eakins let the kids play. I might say that a few times today, but see what happens when you let the kids play and just let them loose. They will do wonderful things for you. They will score goals. They will have memorable moments. That debut happened yesterday. The news went crazy when it was found out that Jamie Drysdale would be making his NHL debut. Okay, I love that. I loved everything about it. First off, you had Aiden Hill in goal for the Coyotes, so you know that they can get some goals past him. Second, I mean, this is just on a personal note. How awesome is it that I just saw him recently with the San Diego goals? And I even said, I think last week on the Locked On Goals podcast... Just how smooth his skating is. Watching him in Ontario a couple weeks ago. I mean, his lateral movement is among the best I've seen. And I could even talk to my colleagues and go, damn. Yeah, we saw that happen. So now getting to watch this on a national level. First off, there's a lot of fans out there that I know have not been watching the goals. I know you haven't. And they're saying, oh, wow, this kid is really good. Like... He's better than we thought. Like, well, if you've been watching the goals, you would have seen this all season. And I've been saying this. I've been harping on this. He's the real deal. So how did he do? Well, I'll break down shift by shift in the first period. So he got the start last night. Yeah, he was out there starting. He had the lap by himself. He looked like he was having fun out there. Very first shift. He kept the puck in play with his first touch to the corner. Then he got the puck back, and then he got his shot blocked. So already looking pretty good. Second shift, he shot one off of that weird-ass stanchion where the Zamboni comes from, and it bounced towards the goal mouth. So Drysdale already had his first lucky bounce in the league. And he kept the puck in play as the Ducks had a long offensive zone possession. And I timed this. It was in the offensive zone from 1751 to 1637 in the zone. Yeah, Drysdale helped the Ducks have offensive zone possession for a minute and 15 seconds, or a minute 14 seconds. The defense was tired. But, I mean, before that happened, Connor Garland did get his first goal of the season. That made it 1-0 Arizona. Third shift, Drysdale had an outlet pass to the offensive zone, and we saw some active stick work on defense. He looked really good. Fourth shift was pretty good, but right after his fourth shift, Clayton Keller scored his ninth of the season. 
That made it 2-0 Arizona. At the time, the Ducks were getting outshot. Yeah, the Coyotes had two shots on goal and allowed two goals. That did not look good for Ryan Miller, who was in net. And Ryan Miller, I mean, he looked shaky those first few minutes, but he shook the rust right off. Drysdale's next shift, he tried to keep the puck away by lofting it towards the neutral zone and did a great job of doing that, that shift and the following shift. So overall, his puck play in that first period was to just play effective defense, get it out of the defensive zone. He played really well in the neutral zone as far as skating goes. And you could see his floating skating ability on, really, on call here. It's that amazing. So then we go into the second period, and that's where things got very fun. Because Jamie Drysdale, he scored his first NHL goal on his first game. Jamie Drysdale got the puck on the point, pretty much. And he drilled it right from the blue line. His first goal of the season, his first professional goal. Congratulations, Jamie Drysdale. That made it 2-1 Arizona. And just the look on his face said it all. That was amazing. He was thrilled. And all the players up front, they know he got it. At the time, he was not credited with the goal. At the time, that goal went to a max. But, you know, it... It was not tipped really all that well. Or rather, yeah, he didn't get credit. It was after the second intermission that Drysdale got credit for the goal. But guess what happened two minutes and 29 seconds after that? Trevor Zegris got his first NHL goal. And that made it a 2-2 tie. Everything about that play was perfect. Jamie Drysdale had an exceptional shift right there. I mean... The shift to get his goal was really good. He was out there for about a minute. He zigzagged across the ice, floated around until he got possession of the puck, had that lateral puck movement, and held the puck. On this possession, Drysdale gained control of the puck on a turnover, so Drysdale had a very, very great effective job exploiting the defense, controlling the puck, and handling it right to an outletting Troy Terry right along the neutral zone, And that went to Trevor Zegras, who had the patience to go across the goal mouth, held the puck for a couple seconds, and had a filthy goal for his first. Everything about that play was perfect, but I think the best part about that goal was that as soon as Zegras hit that goal, he celebrated hard. And who was the first person to hug him and congratulate him? His old buddy, Jamie Drysdale. Yeah, that was such a great moment for all Ducks fans and for all of hockey fans to see those two just come together for that goal. That made it 2-2. Third period, both teams had their chances. They definitely had their chances, but it ended up being no goals in that period. So guess what? It went to overtime. And in that overtime, you know who was out there? Not the kids. What? Yeah, I will admit, at first, I was a little bit skeptical about not having the kids out there. And I'll admit, I thought, hmm, this is an interesting lineup that we have out here in overtime. Who's out there? Shattenkirk, Raquel, Henrique, Getzloff. Okay, for the start of overtime, that's fine. I mean, they are on a power play to start overtime. That was their first overtime power play unit. I thought for a second it was going to be Drysdale and Zegris out there for the power play. But they had already been out there 
on the very first part of that power play to end regulation. So maybe better to bring him out for the second overtime unit. That would have been fun. And I think Dallas Eakins had that on purpose. I think he had the old guys out there on that first unit. And then if that didn't work, bring in the young kids. It looked like it was going to be Drysdale, Zegris, and at least Comtois out there. Can you imagine that threesome in overtime? But it didn't really matter because they didn't need it. Because guess what happened? Uncle Rico got the goal to end the game. Only 47 seconds into overtime. The assist went to Kevin Shattenkirk and Ricard Raquel. And believe it or not, the Anaheim Ducks end their losing streak. They won with a final score of 3-2 over the Arizona Coyotes. What a victory. That's what happens when you let the kids play. All right, I'm done talking about that for a second. Let's talk about BetOnline. Dot .ag the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network and they have every sport and guess what starts today March Madness baby yeah so they have all those games there on betonline.ag if you want to get into the madness then head over there right now on your first deposit enter promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit once again, that's betonline.ag. Please gamble responsibly. All right, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about this game, and then we're going to open up the mailbag. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and you're still locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. All right, I got to talk a little bit more about last night's game. That was such a thrilling victory for the Ducks, their first one in five games. But you know I got to talk about the kid, Jamie Drysdale. This kid is more than amazing. He's been good since juniors, and I just got to mention this because I laughed thinking about it. Drysdale and Zegris are teammates. They're more than teammates. They are roommates. They are best friends on that team. Both played in World's Juniors. If you recall what happened a few months ago, Trevor Zegris won the gold medal at the World's Junior Championships over the heavily favored Canadian team. So Zegris has that over his head. But you know that Jamie Drysdale is going to hold over Zegris's head over the fact that Drysdale had the first goal before Zegris for two and a half minutes, albeit. But for a brief minute, Drysdale had his first career goal before Zegris did. He's going to hold that over his head for a long time. Although Zegris already holds that gold medal over his head. So I guess they're kind of even. Maybe they're a little bit even. Maybe. No, I don't know. Maybe they're kind of even. But what I did love was that I love that hug afterwards that was so amazing to see and I got to give a shout out here to Savannah at Dedicated Sav Uh, she painted something really awesome earlier this month it was a picture with um, Max Comtois that was a great painting so Savannah this is your shout out Uh, she said she's painting this I hope she does I hope she paints multiple of them and one of them goes in the house of Trevor Zegris and Jamie Drysdale. I bet they would absolutely love it. And she already had the painting with Zegris and Comtois. 
So why not have one with Zegris and Drysdale in their shared place? That would be awesome. All right. So a little bit more about last night's game. Just some fun stats that I thought was cool. I liked them a lot. So Jamie Drysdale is one of the youngest players to make his debut and score on his first game. So I like this fact. Jamie Drysdale, at 18 years and 344 days, became the youngest Ducks player in 25 years and the second youngest player in franchise history to score a goal in his NHL debut. Before that, it was Chad Kilger, October 9th, 1995 at Winnipeg. You know who was the opponent on that Jets team? Tamu Solani. Yeah, that happened at 18 years, 316 days. So by 28 days, Chad Kilger is still the youngest duck to score in his NHL debut. Once again, congrats to Jamie Drysdale on his first of many. All right. So it is Friday. We do this every other Friday where we open up the mailbag. And I got a lot of questions. Oh, you know, I can't believe I forgot about this before going to the mailbag. Ryan Miller, he got the win last night. That is his 390th career victory. That puts him 14th place overall by himself. You know who he just passed. The Dominator, Dominic Hasek, one of my favorite players when I was growing up. He just passed Dominic Hasek. I'll admit, I loved watching the Buffalo Sabres back in the 90s because Dominic Hasek was that fun to watch. And just to kind of peel back a little bit, one of my first ever hockey jerseys was a Buffalo Sabres jersey, and I still have that jersey to this day in all its beaten, battered, but really nicely stitched glory. I love that jersey. I will always love that jersey. Like my first one. No, actually, no, that was my first one. Yes, before Kings or Ducks, it was the Sabres. I mean, yes, I I do have Kings and Ducks jerseys too. I mean, I still have my old Mighty Ducks jersey from the late 90s. Yeah, I still have it. I still kind of fit in it. But anyway, (laughs) so congrats to Ryan Miller. 390 wins. That is amazing. Yeah, loved every moment of that. Okay, now we're going to get to the mailbag. Thank you all for asking your questions. I got a lot of the same questions, the same two questions. One of those is kind of just a, yeah, maybe we should have waited for that one because I did get two questions asking when I thought Drysdale would make his debut. And I was kind of hearing along the grapevine that he might debut yesterday, as it turned out. So I got those questions before it was announced that Drysdale was going to make his debut. So that question is kind of invalid, but thanks for those questions. So I got a couple more questions about Drysdale, which I will get to in a little bit. First, let's open up the mailbag just a little bit. All right. First question comes from Hunter. I I like this. Hi. First time, long time. When is Ricard Raquel being traded to the Penguins? Okay. (laughs) So Hunter is a Penguins guy, obviously. And hoping that Ricard Raquel will go to the Penguins. Well, his stock is rising. Little by little, it is rising. So what would it take? I mean, would it take maybe some Primanti Brothers sandwiches? Some fries? A little more than that? How about some Primanti Brothers and at least a first round pick? Yeah, 
if the Ducks are going to believe in this rebuild or retool, they've got to get some high draft picks. So why not at least a first round pick and maybe something else? A nice little package deal. If the Ducks are thinking about trading Raquel, they've got to ask for a lot back and that stock is getting higher. So now they can definitely ask for something big back. I would like nothing less than a second round pick and something else. But I would love if the Ducks can get a first rounder out of Ricard Raquel. So if he goes to the Pens, he could do very well on that roster. So thanks, Hunter, for that question. Next one comes from Nolan Bianchi. Okay, he's he's just been an ass here. How does it feel to officially be the biggest embarrassment or a bigger embarrassment than the Detroit Red Wings? I'm going to stop him right there. He asked this question before the game last night. The Ducks are no longer the biggest embarrassment in the National Hockey League. They won their game. They ended their streak. Two weeks ago, I would have said the Ducks were the biggest embarrassment. Because at the time, the Ducks had the longest losing streak in the NHL at 9. That was the longest. Guess who just passed them? The Buffalo Sabres. See how I kind of brought that back? The Sabres currently have a 13-game losing streak and counting, by the way. That is by far the longest losing streak in the National Hockey League this season. The Ducks are not going to lose 13 in a row. The Sabres are the biggest embarrassment in the NHL. The Ducks are not the biggest embarrassment. They're not a bigger embarrassment than the Red Wings because at least they finally let the kids play. (laughs) Yeah, a few minutes ago, that would have been a pertinent question. But after seeing Drysdale and Zegras get their first NHL goals, now he did point out that wasn't tonight Zegras' 11th NHL game. Touche. All right, I'll, I'll give him that. But it was Drysdale's first, and he scored in his NHL debut. So, ha, take that, Nolan. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, okay, what? I shouldn't talk back to the guests like that? No? no I'm kidding. Nolan's a buddy of mine. He he can take it. All right, we're going to head into the, fir- the second intermission. See what happens here. Second intermission. But let's talk about everybody's favorite protein bar. You know where I'm going. It is Built Bar, baby. And guess what? It is bracket time. It's the Built Bar Bracket 2021. It is their sweetest 16. If you go on BuiltBar.com right now, two things. First off, the bracket. Today's matchup, Caramel Brownie versus Double Chocolate. I love both those flavors. I personally like Double Chocolate just a little bit better. So get your vote in on BuiltBar.com. But more importantly... Probably most importantly, a new flavor comes out today. It is the famed Churro Puff. And I got to give a special shout out to Built Bar for sending me some Churro Puff ahead of time, ahead of this campaign. And folks, just do this for me. Just do this. When you order your Churro Puff Built Bars, your Built Puffs, open up the box and just take a whiff. Just take a whiff inside the box And just take in all that wonderful churro smell. It tastes like a churro. It is so ding, dang good. I love it. You will love it too. In fact, I'm going to read this as is because I think it is very appropriate. It is the new churro marshmallow flavor. 
it is amazing. It might be my new favorite flavor of Built Puff. And finally, a churro that you can say yes to. Only 130 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and they are packed with 17 grams of delicious protein. So after years of saying no to those high-calorie churros at amusement parks at Disneyland, you can finally get a healthier version with a combination of churros and chocolate right in your own home. Their churro-flavored Built Puffs combines the delicious flavors of cinnamon and sugar with the amazing fluffy protein goodness of their Built Puffs. So once again, go to BuiltBar.com right now, enter promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, and that includes the churro puffs. So do that right now, BuiltBar.com, and I'm going to have to get on this today because I know you all listening are going to buy some, especially in Southern California. Y'all love your churros. So once again, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. Churros, baby! Churros! All right, I'm done talking about churros. Once again, that is Built Bar. It's like a fiesta in your mouth. All right, we're going to come back and we're going to open up the mailbag some more on the other side. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, presented by Locker Room. Join me this weekend on the Locker Room app as I'll be hosting a bit of a watch party on Saturday. That is tomorrow night. I'll be hosting a Locker Room watch party for all these Ducks fans. And that'll be during tomorrow's game against the Coyotes. So download the Locker Room app on Apple Store And be sure to check that out and look for the Locked on Anaheim Ducks room. Once again, I'll be posting a lot about that on the LO underscore Ducks Twitter. So keep an eye out for that. Once again, that is Locker Room. All right, we have a few more questions in the mailbag. Actually, yeah, I have a few more questions. Thank you all for asking these questions. So I'm going to ask the one that multiple people asked. Now that Jimmy Drysdale is in the NHL, How many games? Yeah, I got asked this question multiple times and for good reason last night because I know what the fans are going to say. Is it going to be the same thing like Trevor Zegras where after a few games his contract becomes valid? Yes, Drysdale also has that entry-level contract and after a few games his contract will become valid also. Can you imagine in three years when both of their contracts are up? And then you have to re-sign both of them. Ooh, that's going to be a tough decision to make. Well, maybe not because by then the Ducks will have a lot more cap flexibility if this is played correctly. As of right now, the Ducks really don't have much cap space. But you're going to have that buyout from Corey Perry. That's going to be gone. It's going to be reduced from $6.6 million all the way down to $2 million the following season. And then it's gone after that. So the Corey Perry buyout will be gone. Getzloff won't have that big albatross of a contract hanging over his head. And some other big contracts will expire by then also. So maybe if you're the Ducks, maybe maybe it's not such a bad idea that you have Drysdale and Zegras 
have their contracts become valid this season because they can easily re-sign both of them by then and they are still relatively young by the time that happens that they won't have to get paid the max amount or they'll get paid a decent amount to stay on. So there's a lot of aspects here. And I did get this question multiple times. Do you see Drysdale going back to the OHL this season? And do you see him playing with San Diego this season? Okay, he might not be back to San Diego this season because the Ontario Hockey League may or may not be happening. It's sounding more and more like the OHL is happening. But if he is on the Ducks' current roster, then he will not have to go back to the OHL. So that could be another reason why you keep Drysdale around with the Ducks. Aside from the fact that you're letting the kids play and the Ducks' defense and their offense seem to be much better with Drysdale around. It's one game, it's a small sample size, but they're already playing better with Drysdale in the lineup. So keep them around. Keep them around more than 7, 8, 9, 10 games for the rest of the season until maybe the last week because the season will be over by then. And then bring them back down to the goals so they can finish off that season and go on some kind of run. Because that'd be amazing. Alright, thanks for that question. I got another interesting question. This one I actually liked a lot. This one is from Ryan Irwin. And this is more of a comment. You said on your podcast, Dallas Eakins is a good AHL coach. But how many Ducks came up and actually did well in the NHL when they came up? So I've got a few examples here. And I'm going to go back to 16 and 17. Back when the Ducks made their big run in the playoffs, there were a couple players that did crack the roster. And they made a big difference in San Diego back then. Brandon Montour had a pretty good run with San Diego. He did okay with the Ducks when he came up. I thought he was fine. And how about Shea Theodore? Those two guys were extremely important in that 2017 playoff run. Shea Theodore was brilliant in San Diego. And I know goals fans were very sad to see him go. They were sad to see both Montour and Theodore leave the goals because they did very well in San Diego. Brandon Montour averaged a point a game and Shea Theodore almost averaged a point a game with the goals. Then they came up late in that 2017 season and they had an impact on that playoff run. Brandon Montour had seven assists in that playoff run. Shea Theodore... He had 8 points, 2 goals, and 6 assists. He was 6th in scoring for the Ducks that postseason. Obviously, first was Getzloff, then you had Sylphie, Raquel, Perry, and then Cam Fowler. But right there was Shea Theodore. On defense, when you score 8 points in that few of games, that is pretty good. So at the time, Shea Theodore had a terrific run in the playoffs. And we legitimately thought that he was going to stick around. But guess what reared its ugly head right after that? The expansion draft. And now look at him. Now look what's happened. Shea Theodore is doing well in Vegas. He's doing very well. He's gotten 29 points, 37 points, 46 points last season, and 22 points this season. Shea Theodore is almost averaging a point a game for the Vegas Golden Knights. Ouch! That hurts. That really hurts to hear that. And the Ducks let him go in the expansion draft. Oh boy, yeah. Shea Theodore, man. I know Ducks fans miss him. But you want to talk about someone that had success right from San Diego? There's your example. I'll throw out another example. Someone that Dallas Eakins loved coaching. Yeah, 
Max Comtois, your leading goal scorer for the Ducks right now. Max Comtois had a lot of success with the goals, and he's having a ton of success with the Ducks this season. How good? Well, Max Comtois is leading the team right now, and he's playing like a man possessed. Or rather, he was leading the team in points. He's currently leading the team in goals. He's got nine goals to lead the team. 19 points. So there's a couple examples for you. Comtois being the most recent example of someone that actually did well in the NHL when they came up. So thanks to Ryan Irwin. Thanks for listening, by the way. Um, yes, I know I used to give Dallas Eakins a bit more credit. I mean, not so much this season because look at the job he's done this season. But he's he did well in the AHL. And I will say that he was great as an AHL coach. The goals had some good playoff runs. But NHL, hmm, yeah, okay. All right, I have exactly one more question here. And this is from Jared. And thanks, Jared, for asking this question, even though I can't really answer it. Thoughts on the long-awaited Snyder Cut? Okay, the Snyder Cut just came out, Justice League. It's been one day. I haven't watched it yet. I spent all day yesterday being excited about Jamie Drysdale and Trevor Zegras, and I watched the game last night and March Madness. So I will just say, based on what I've seen so far, I probably should watch it. And I'll definitely get on that sooner rather than later. So, yeah, the Snyder Cut, haven't watched it yet, but I'm sure I will at some point. All right, thanks to everyone for all your questions. This is a bi-weekly mailbag. Once again, the mailbag is locked on AnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And thank you all for your questions and comments. It is greatly appreciated. All right, we're going to head off for the weekend. Once again, check out the Locker Room app. I'll be doing a watch party of sorts for tomorrow's game against the Coyotes. And we're going to see some more Jamie Drysdale and Trevor Zegers action tomorrow. I can bet on that. In the meantime, thanks for listening. You can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Also, Check us out on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. And don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe if you have not already. And be sure to check out some of the other podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network, like Locked On Bets with your boy Q. Locked On NHL is also fantastic. But check out some of the other podcasts. And check out some of the past podcasts. Last week, Hockey Jeopardy, definitely check out that episode in the archives. That's the Hockey Jeopardy Tournament of Champions. So thank you all for listening. It's greatly appreciated for Locked On Anaheim Ducks. This is Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy this sunshine. But also, please, wear a mask, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together. Communication.